0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1503 today. Seven top takeaways from the Clone Wars segment of Thrawn Alliances. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Taylor Gray from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Rebel Razer, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So here's the deal with the next couple of episodes. We're going to talk about Thrawn Alliances, and we are be... we are being... that's great. We will be in full spoiler mode, which means that if you have read the book or if you have no intention of reading the book, then you're just fine. But if you haven't read it and don't want it spoiled for you, then you might want to save this and the next couple of podcasts for a later date. However, if you are good with me diving in, we're going to look at seven top takeaways from the Clone Wars section of Thrawn Alliances. We'll start with the first one, which is the whole premise of the novel. It's the fact that Padme has one of her handmaidens off on a mission to a system near the Unknown Regions, and that handmaiden, Dujia, goes missing and so Padme has to go see if she can find out what's happened to her handmaiden and ultimately Padme herself goes missing which is why Anakin gets involved with this whole mess. So that's your number one thing. Number two is that the encounter with Thrawn happens when he is a commander in an expeditionary fleet of the Chiss Ascendancy and his actual purpose there is to basically steel technology. And in the particular case of this mission, he ends up taking a shield generator that is a lot smaller than anything the Chiss have. And so, you know, it's a little strange because he's actually hanging out over the planet Batu, which we'll get to momentarily, when he encounters Anakin Skywalker and they start partnering up on this mission. But you know, he's if he's really on a mission just looking for shield tech, then, you know, he certainly didn't go to the right place. But it was not where that shield tech was. It was on a, another planet in the general area called Mokjiv, uh, M-O-K-I-V-J, Mogivj. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, so that is how Thrawn comes into the story and what his mission is, even though he, you know, sort of tucks that mission to the side, keeps it on the QT so that way he can help Anakin in his mission and use Anakin basically to see if he can achieve the things that he needs to achieve for the Chiss Ascendancy. Now, your third thing. Here's the thing about Anakin. He is sloppy and irritable and out of control here and Thrawn is paying very close attention as he always does and once they eventually meet up with Padme he confides in Padme Thrawn does that Anakin you know he knows the two of them have something special going on and he's trying to tell Padme to get Anakin to not do something, which I'll tell you about at the seventh item on our list here, that unfortunately Padme is like, I can't do anything about it. He's just going to do what he's going to do. But be that as it may, it's rather important to point out that Thrawn is very easily able to decipher the true nature of the relationship between Anakin and Padme. Now, your fourth takeaway is that Padme, of course, is no shrinking violet. She is on the move and willing to do what she needs to do to take care of herself and to complete a mission on her own, regardless of whether Anakin is actually coming for her or not. And so she ends up getting to Mokivj herself. And when she comes across some native folk there who basically think that she probably needs to get killed because she's going to cause problems otherwise she says hey you can keep me for ransom and i'll send a message to my uncle anakin wank wank nudge nudge and he'll pay a good bunch of money if you can just keep me safe for long enough and they're of course greedy enough to want to do that and they actually stash her inside this outfit that has been retrofitted as a separatist factory and so We'll get to that whole business here in, I think, yeah, we'll do that in number six because number five on this whole thing... Deals with an interesting tie in. So basically, Duja has found out that the Separatists have some sort of factory on Mokiv. And Anakin and Thrawn, in their investigation, find that one of the cargo ships that is on Batu is actually filled with Quadranium. And Quadranium is the type of hull material that's used on the exterior of the Death Star. So you get a little bit of a wink and a nod to the whole Death Star project here. It is not the major aspect of the project that's going on, but they find that ambatu not far outside of Black Spire Outpost, which, yes, indeed, is part of that whole Disney Galaxy's Edge business. Now, item number six in the takeaways has to do with what the Separatists are actually doing on Mokivj. And that is they are working on this project with a material called cortosis. And cortosis apparently is able to dissipate energy and it can be woven into the bodies of droids, and as it turns out, it can also be woven into clone trooper armor. And Anakin and Thrawn and Padme discover that this material is being used on both droids and clone troopers, and it will resist lightsabers as well. Lightsabers, when they get near it or interact with it, shut off. They just shut down. So... You know, it's one thing for the separatists to be arming the droids with this because, hey, you know, they are cannon fodder for Jedi as far as they're concerned, but why would they be putting This on clone armor. That is a really strange thing. And Thrawn suggests that Anakin might do well to think deeply about that whole situation. And Anakin has kind of had enough of things after they rescue Padme, which was his, you know, whole idea in the first place. Like, that's all he particularly cared about. And so, yeah, he apparently is not going to think too deeply about it at all. And the last takeaway is that The thing I referred to earlier where Thrawn is trying to convince Padme, hey, you can talk him out of this. I know you two have something going on. The thing that he's trying to talk Anakin out of is creating basically an environmental disaster, which is exactly what happens. So Anakin is going to try to thwart the separatist activity by destroying the mine the cortosis mine and so he sets charges and he's taken down mines before so it should work the way he expects it to but apparently it redirects all sorts of energy not just blaster energy and so the explosives that anakin sets essentially (laughs) release such an explosive charge that it gets down to the magma core of the planet and lava starts billowing out of this mine, destroying cropland and releasing ash and smoke into the air that's going to get into the water supply and basically has just trashed Makhiv for generations to come. And it's kind of treated as like, you know, well... You know, that sucked. And Anakin doesn't really seem to have much regret over the whole thing, but you know, as far as he's concerned, you know, he's he's done what he needs to do to thwart the separatists, and it's just collateral damage and oh well. I mean, Padme thinks about the <laughs> massacre of the sand people of the Tuscan Raiders, if you will, and it's a very similar experience for her, and she just knows that you know there's no stopping him, but that apparently she's able to look past these kinds of faults and still love him anyway and that is just about going to do it for our top takeaways from the clone wars era section of thron alliances but there will be one other thing i will do for you after the break stay tuned <laughs> Hey Rebel Rouser, if you're enjoying Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast, bringing you a daily dose of Star Wars joy for more than four years and 1,500 episodes now, I hope you'll consider putting a tip in the metaphorical tip jar at patreon.com sw7x7 that's patreo dot slash sw7x7 you can show your support for as little as $1 per month, and if you do a little bit more, there's a little bit more fun for you too. Again, that's p-a-t C-E-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-W-7-X-7. I thank you and Star Wars 7x7 thanks you too. Welcome back. So the last thing I wanted to share with you is where in the Clone Wars timeline this actually takes place. So what we do know for sure based on something that Anakin reflects upon in the novel is that it takes place after the event's ...of the end of Season 5 of the Clone Wars cartoon series... ...and that episode, The Wrong Jedi, that's the last episode of that season features Ahsoka Tano leaving the Jedi Order. And according to Wikipedia, that episode takes place in the year 19 BBY, which is significant because that is also the same year during which Order 66 happens and everything flips over to the Galactic Empire. So this novel is actually taking place sometime in that last year before the fall of the republic and the rise of the empire there's a lot of other stories that are taking place in that final year as well the entire sixth season of the clone wars to say nothing of whatever is happening with the (laughs) last episodes and the clone wars saved series coming to the disney streaming service the Dark Disciple novel, the Bad Batch, and the Crystal Crisis story reels, and the um, Son of Dathomir, Darth Maul storyline, so all of that stuff takes place within that last year as well. It's been a busy year before the Republic falls, but anyway, that gives you at least a basic sense of where the Clone Wars part of Thrawn Alliances happens. Don't necessarily know where it falls within all of those other stories, but at the very least, it's happening within a year before the fall of the republic and that is going to do it for today's episode thank you so much for listening as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be thanks for listening to another episode of star wars seven by seven and hey before you challenge the jedi council check out sw7x7.com for show notes links photos videos and more and we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com sw7x7. It's not a test, it's destiny unleashed.